0: Hi, good evening, this is Dr. Roger Murphy, thanks for joining me this evening on my first Tuesday of the month teleconference. I want to, I want tonight, we're getting some reverb there, I want tonight to go over what I believe is a common denominator in many of the medical illnesses. Uh, medical misfit illnesses that I come in contact with, especially so in fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, and that is misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed hypothyroidism. I find that in my fibromyalgia and CFS population, roughly 40% of that population of those patients that I see have a, a low thyroid issue. And for many people that are on the call tonight, because I know we've got a lot of people who who um, don't have fibromyalgia or don't have CFS, but they have low thyroid. Maybe they're even taking thyroid medication, but it's not working very well or not working at all in some cases. And we're going to be discussing that tonight. But one, one of the, I guess, the most important thing to know about thyroid just in the beginning is just, is just the magnitude of what this gland does, because thyroid hormones... Cl- control every cell in the body. And when your thyroid is not working at optimal levels, then every cell in your body is suboptimal. Thyroid hormones control your, um, your sex drive, your energy, your moods. They regulate your blood pressure. They, of course, regulate your metabolism. So if you've got low metabolism, it's a, probably a good bet that it has something to do with low thyroid so finding the, this low thyroid condition is, is, is very important. And unfortunately, though, most individuals go to their doctor and they complain about the symptoms of low thyroid, like fatigue and hair loss and cold hands, cold feet, tingling in the extremities. They complain about, of course, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, anxiety and depression, low sex drive, dry skin, constipation, all those are signs and symptoms of low thyroid. And the astute doctor will you know, take this information and say and they'll tell the patient, Oh, I think you know you've got low thyroid, let's do some blood test on you and we'll get you on some thyroid medication and, and you'll feel better. And then typically what happens is oh, the blood work comes back normal and the patient's not put on any medication or even worse, what happens is is they're put on provigil or uh, Adderall for their energy or, and, uh, or lack of energy that puts, you know, put on a stimulant, and to help them with their high blood pressure, they're put on a beta blocker or a Zosinopril or ACE inhibitor, and then they've got high cholesterol, so they're put on a statin medication. And, and, and so they've got all these medications covering up all these different symptoms when the real problem is low thyroid. And the the the, the real sadness here is that the the doctor has not taken – the appropriate uh, steps to really diagnose thyroid because most doctors, all they do is look at TSH and maybe you'll look at T4 and that's it. So TSH is thyroid stimulating hormone. And yet yeah, that's a marker if it's elevated that you have low thyroid, but there's all these other markers out there that if they're off, if they're elevated at high or low, that's a sign you have low thyroid. And most doctors choose to not even run those tests. And so year after year, patients go back to their doctor with all the symptoms of low thyroid, but high cholesterol. How many people in America, especially women, because women tend to have low, th- uh, low thyroid more than men do, but how many people in America are taking statin medication, lipid-lowering medication, when really it's not, uh, it's not they have a high cholesterol, that's not the issue. The issue is they have low thyroid. Well, I can tell you there's a lot of them. I see them every day in my clinic. How many people have high blood pressure and are taking blood pressure medication like a calcium channel blocker, which increases your risk of heart attack and stroke by 500%? How many people are taking that medication when all it really is is low thyroid? I can tell you it's a lot of people. And how many folks have tingling in their hands and feet or some kind of nerve disorder where they get neuropathy or some type of nerve pain? And they're taking Neurotin or, or Lyrica, and you know they're zombies and they feel terrible and they're gaining 40 pounds in a month. And, and really, all it is is low thyroid. I can I can tell you, I can answer that question. How many? There's a lot of people. A lot of people I come in talk, contact with, or put on medications to cover up a symptom, that's being driven by low thyroid. And doctors aren't going the extra mile to uncover this hypothyroidism. To complicate it, not only are doctors not doing the full battery of tests, when you go have your thyroid check, you should have a TSH, a total and free T3, and a total and free T4 at the minimum. Then I would encourage you to get your thyroid antibodies tested. Doctors don't test thyroid antibodies because the reasoning is that they'll wait until the TSH is elevated, which is a sign that you have true hypothyroidism, meaning low thyroid function, before they ever treat you. So it doesn't matter if you've got elevated antibodies because they're not going to treat you until your TSH is elevated. The problem with that mentality is is it may take five or ten years before your TSH ever shows that you've got a problem uh, with your thyroid. Whereas if you check the antibodies, you may catch it five or ten years earlier, and and you'll realize the doctor will realize that the thyroid is suboptimal. It's not showing up as a TSH problem, but it's suboptimal. And if you treat it now, you could save the person five or ten years of misery. But but I, I don't know. I mean, why don't why don't doctors think that way? I don't know. It makes sense to me. Doesn't it make sense to you? If if um, if I, my son, my two-year-old, was, uh, you know, in the front yard, and he, uh, you know, would it make sense to let him get as close to the street before I yelled at him and said, "Hey, Harris, you know, don't get in the street," or would it make more sense to, to as soon as he got, you know, before he got in the street, uh, as soon as I knew he was heading that way? go ahead and you know, grab him or, or get him to, you know, listen to me or get his attention so he doesn't get run over, right? That makes more sense to me than waiting till somebody gets run over and then addressing the the, the injuries afterwards. I mean why wait to start dealing with a suboptimal thyroid until it's now burned out? And that's what happens when you have elevated antibodies, you get a condition called uh, Hashimoto's disease or thyroiditis, where the body is attacking the thyroid. And when that happens, you get all the symptoms of low thyroid. The only symptom you don't have is abnormal blood work on a regular thyroid test. And that's why doctors miss it routinely, and that's why patients year after year, they feel miserable, and yet the doctor keeps telling them, oh, but your blood work looks good. It's because he's not, he or she's not doing the right blood work. They complicate it, so many patients will go get blood work done, and uh, the, the blood work will come back, and the doctor will tell them everything looks good. And the problem is, is the doctor is using old data. What they don't realize is that the, the the levels for TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, changed about four years ago. It used to be that if your TSH was above 5.04, then you were considered to have a thyroid problem, hypothyroid or low thyroid. And doctors are still using that parameter. However, the American College for Endocrinology, people who specialize in thyroid, came out four years ago and they said that we recommend that anybody with a TSH above 3.04 be treated for hypothyroidism. Now that's two full points lower than what most doctors are using as the benchmark to treat people with. That's a big deal. I mean, that's almost a 50% difference there. And so you've got people who are going to the doctor and they have a TSH at 4, and their doctor says, oh, everything looks good. When we know, looking at meta-analysis of people, uh, uh, of all the studies that show that if your TSH is above 3.04, you should be on thyroid medication or thyroid supplementation, without a doubt. The other thing that complicates the blood test, is uh, that the blood test is measuring how much thyroid is in your cell. Uh, I'm sorry, the blood test is trying to give us an estimation of how much thyroid hormone is in your cell. Because we, it, Why do I say estimation or, or guesstimation? Because we can't measure how much thyroid is in your cell. What we're measuring in that test is how much thyroid is in your bloodstream. But thyroid... Hormones do nothing in the bloodstream. They only work when they get in the cell. And when we're looking at a test and we're looking at how much is in the bloodstream, what we're doing is looking at a law of averages, kind of like the bell-shaped curve, where you've got 20% are underachievers uh, and 20% are overachievers, and then we have the, the normal population. Now, how do they get that normal population, by the way? How do they determine... Uh, these parameters? Well, they look at it based on thousands and thousands of people in your area getting blood work. What you need to realize is uh, of that population, what makes it special is that the people, most of the people they're looking at in that population, of, of those thousands or millions of people that they're looking at different blood work and looking at the pattern to establish who's, you know, the, the normals and the abnormals. They're looking at people, for the most part, who are sick, right? I mean, who go, who is getting all the blood work done, for the most part? I mean, certainly get routine blood work done every year. But for the most part, it's for, it's, it's, we're looking at people, population, who are having blood work done who are sick. And we're taking that number, and we're trying to come up with a bell-shaped curve, and then saying if you don't fit um, underneath that, then you're abnormal. If you fit in there you're normal. But I don't know about you, if the population we're using to make this criteria is mostly sick, I sure don't want to be like them, do you? Absolutely not. And so right off the bat, there's a problem with blood work, especially for thyroid. The other thing is, what you need to realize is, um, because we don't know how much thyroid hormone's getting into the cell, and we're guessing, what we don't realize is that oftentimes... Even though the blood work on paper, your paper looks good, but you feel like a dog. You feel terrible. I mean, you, again, you've got cold hands, cold feet. You, you, uh, have, you can hardly get off the couch. You have no libido, no sex drive, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, constipated, dry skin. Your hair's falling out. Maybe you're losing the lateral third of your eyebrows. So you're falling apart. And they're telling you, well, the blood work looks fine. You know, maybe you just need an antidepressant. What they're not realizing is, and, and, and maybe, maybe you have a stupid doctor, I don't know, but what they're not telling you is, is that there's another test that they should be doing called reverse T3, which is another hormone which is designed to show you, is T4 turning into the active thyroid hormone called T3? You see, you can live without T4, but you'll, you'll die if you don't have T3. And, and that brings up another issue is a lot of patients that I encounter are taking synthetic T4 medications like Synthoid and Levothoxal and Levothyroid and other synthetic T4 medications, and they go to their doctor every six months, and the doctor may or may not adjust their dose, but he tells them, hey, everything looks good. And again, meanwhile, uh, and typically it's a female, You know, she's depressed, she has anxiety, um, she can't, You know, she can't get out and do anything because she's so tired and run down, And, you know, she feels miserable, but, hey, you know, we got you on the right dose. What they're not telling you is that more than likely your synthetic T4 medication is not working because it's not converting into T3. And what causes that to happen is when you get under a lot of stress, your body releases reverse T3, this hormone called reverse T3, which blocks the conversion of inactive T4 into active T3, which happens, by the way, in the cell, not in the bloodstream, so you can't, you can't measure it in the blood. You have to, again, we're, we're talking about this nebulous thing of how much is in the cell. We really can't measure that. So people on the same dose of synthoid or Levothyroxine, or levothyroid year after year after year after year, and they never really feel much better, and that's because they don't realize that medication is not converting into the active T3. The other thing that can happen, too, routinely happens, if you're not working with a smart doctor, is that you'll go on thyroid medication, and, again, the blood work looks normal, but you just, you know, you don't feel good. And, and maybe um, you go back and you tell your doctor you're not feeling good, and um, so they do the blood test, and they say, well, you know, um, your TSH is still not, uh, where it needs to be, let's up, your, let's let's go ahead and increase your dose, and and then when you do that though, what happens is you find you can't tolerate it. You get jittery, break out in a sweat, you feel nauseated, you just feel real anxious, feel bad, and your doctor then cuts your dose, and then you're kind of stuck with that because you, even though you really um, have no energy, anytime you try to increase your thyroid medication, you feel terrible. Well, the reason that happens is is because your adrenal glands, your stress coping glands. They need to be at optimal levels to be able to support your increase in metabolism, which is driven by your thyroid and thyroid hormones. If your adrenal glands are really weak, you have adrenal fatigue or adrenal exhaustion, if you try to start thyroid medication, you're going to find one of two things. One is um, you're not going to tolerate it. You're going to feel jittery or feel you're, not, you're just not going to feel good. Or two, you're going to find that the thyroid medication really doesn't do a whole lot because... When you look at the symptoms of, of adrenal uh, hypoadrenalism or, or adrenal fatigue, what you'll see is it's a mirror image of low thyroid symptoms. Fatigue, hair loss, um, low libido, can't handle stress very well, uh, cold hands, cold feet. All those things go with adrenal fatigue as well. In fact, when patients come to see me, even though I suspect that they have low thyroid, even though I do testing to uncover to see if they have elevated antibodies or they have an elevated reverse T3 or they have a problem with their, with um, their T3 uptake because they're taking too much estrogen or birth control pills. Even when I see that and I know, wow, their thyroid's not working, the first thing I'm going to do is address their adrenal glands because if you don't do that, then you're really going to miss the boat. And the other reason I do that is oftentimes if you address this low adrenal function then you'll find that a lot of your thyroid symptoms which could have by the way been adrenal fatigue symptoms they go away and your thyroid rights itself your metabolism kicks back in you find you can start losing weight you find that you have some energy you have some libido your moods improve so always do that first before I would address Th- this uh, this thyroid issue and you know the other thing is speaking uh, I hadn't even brought it up but this weight gain issue you know so many individuals I work <laughs> with um, you know have a problem with uh, with with excess weight and the problem with the excess weight is that's where you store your toxins and your inflammatory chemicals in this adipose tissue and so if you're 20 pounds 40 pounds 50 pounds overweight you got 20 40, 50 pounds of inflammatory chemicals just sitting there waiting to be released periodically and cause you to have problems. And I see that with my fibro patients for sure. And, it, you know, what happens is because their metabolism goes down over the years, they're not sleeping well. Listen, you got to get a good night's sleep or you're not going to lose weight because your metabolism goes down. Um they get adrenal fatigue, they get run down, they get on medications like Lyrica or Neurontin, which are disasters, and cause a person to gain you know, 20 pounds of uh, fluid retention in a month. Or they're on an atypical antidepressant like Abilify uh, or Lamactyl or um, some of these other medications which causes them to, to gain weight. And so the longer they take these different medications and beta blockers and other things, that sabotage their metabolism, they find that even though they haven't changed their diet a whole lot, um, they're gaining weight. And especially so if they're not real vigilant. I mean, if they're a little lackadaisical, I should say, in their diet, they, you know, they're just not eating very well in years past, they could exercise and they could keep it off. But now because their thyroid function is low, or they're taking these medications, or a double-edged sword, their they're, they're thyroid's down and low metabolism, and they're taking these medications that are causing their metabolism to go low and could even be compromising their thyroid, like birth control pills and taking estrogen can definitely squash your, your thyroid function. non anti-inflammatories can affect your thyroid function. Certain um, antidepressants can affect your thyroid function. And so, if you've got this double edged sword, you find that now, you know, you used to be able to have a cookie or ice cream or some little sweet, you know, every day and, you know, some yogurt, you know, frozen yogurt, or whatever it is, and you could get away with it. Now, you've you found over the last several months or years, um, you've gained all this weight. And of course, what compounds that is because you're so fatigued, you don't feel like exercising. You feel miserable, so you don't exercise, which one of the best things you could do would be to exercise. Uh, one of the reasons why people feel better when they exercise is because they're raising their basal uh, metabolism rate, the BMR, they're raising their metabolism up, they're, they're increasing the heat in their body, and so they're releasing um, certain feel-good chemicals like endorphins and keffins, serotonin, norepinephrine, dopamine, these happy hormones. And part of that is because they're boosting their body temperature, which also raises their, their hormones and metabolism. Your body's designed to be at 98.6, and your thyroid uh, controls that temperature. Uh, it regulates your body temperature. And when your thyroid's low, your body temperature will actually be low. In fact, one of the ways to check for low thyroid is to use a mercury thermometer, basal temperature, uh, I'm sorry, basal basal thermometer, and shake it down, put it underneath your arm, and leave it there 10 minutes before you get out of bed in the morning and do that for seven days. And look, if your temperature is 97.8 or below, it's a good bet that you've got low metabolism, low thyroid. If you're using a digital thermometer, then what you want to do is take your temperature one hour after you've been awake and take it underneath the tongue. Same thing, 97.8 or below, it's a good bet. You have low thyroid or low, uh, low metabolic rate. And why why are we looking at temperature? Again, because your metabolism is energy, heat, heat in the cells that drive the actions of the cell. It's the spark plug of the cell. It's what fires and makes the cell have energy. That's what, that's what metabolism does. And your metabolic rate, when it's low, it's going to cause your body temperature to be low. And what happens when you get sick, you get a fever, your body temperature goes up because you're... Increasing your metabolism to have an increase in energy to go and attack this virus or, or bacteria or whatever it is, and your body's increasing its defenses white blood cells are going up, macrophages, natural killer cells, and, and these other white blood cells are attacking this foreign invader, and, and it, um, they're triggered to do that because they're being stimulated, because they're raising your temperature, raising your energy to be able to do that, and so your temperature goes up. Of course, some individuals, and you, and you know who you are, um, you never get a fever, or unless your temperature you know, never goes above 98.6, I mean, because your temperature's so low. So you get sick, and, and you, know, you have a fever, but for you it's 98.3, because usually your temperature runs about 96.7 or something. You know, you're barely alive. And most doctors just don't think this way. Unless you're working with an integrative doctor who um, is willing to, to look outside the box, you're going to find that most traditional doctors. And, and I'm not picking it. I'm just that's just the way it is, um, because they find that 80% of the time what they do is going to work on their patients. So they don't. They don't. You know, when the 20%ers come in. Um, and they don't get better, then typically the, re- the, the, the response from the doctor is, what well, must be the patient? Because, you know, 80% of my patients are, are doing better. Um, you know, you're not, so it must be your fault. You, you must not be. You must be hypochondriac. And, and I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, I, you know, I'm, that's how a lot of my friends who are traditional doctors, that's kind of how they think, and that's kind of what they think about CFS and fibromyalgia. Um, they don't really care to treat those patients because they have nothing to offer them. Now, we also need to just, you know, as I bring this up, um, need to realize what they consider a success is not what I would consider success because you have to realize that the philosophy of traditional medicine is skewed. Their philosophy of a success is covering up a symptom so it doesn't bother you, so you don't have the symptom. That's not my. That's not my philosophy my philosophy of success is finding and correcting the problem if you're racing down the highway uh, doing 70 miles an hour and your oil light comes on and or your check engine soon light comes on on your dashboard well that's a symptom right and what you know so what we could do you know that's it's um it's bothering you know seeing that light it's nighttime it's lit up and it's bothering you because you're having to think about it and it's stressful and you know, you you really just want to get to, um, you know, you just really want to get to the uh, uh, to the opera or the ballet or or the barbecue joint or whatever it is, you know, you're trying to get to, and you're racing along, and, and you don't want to deal with this light being on, but because it's troubling and and it's a symptom, and we got to do something to make it go away. So a light bulb goes off in your head, and you think, wow, I I, I know what I can do, and you take out a magic marker from your, you know, your, in your console and you just take the magic marker and you, you, you just cover up this light with this permanent magic marker and you block it out, and now you can't see the light anymore. And so this, now you've, you've, it's a success, right? You've covered up the symptom. And the symptom's gone. That's traditional medicine. If you've got a symptom, we've got something for it. We've got a magic marker for that. Whatever you need, we can, we can erase it. We can make it go away. But you know, there's a price to be paid with that. Eventually, you know, the car is going to break down, and it's the same thing with people. And so, you know, what I try to do with my patients is get them thinking beyond symptoms and more correction. If I heard this uh, doctor lecture here recently, I was uh, at a conference and and I was one of the uh, speakers, and I heard this doctor really I thought it was really sharp. And and one of the things he said to the audience was, if I told you at the age of sixteen, that uh, here here's a brand new car, and um, you're, you you know you, you, this is your car. You know this is the car you're going to have, and and it's the only car you're going to have the rest of your life. You'll never have another car. If it breaks down, it breaks down. This is it. This is all you get. You, 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 this is the only car you're going to get. And if and if we thought about our bodies that way then we, you know, we would probably take better care of our bodies than we do because we have a mentality, number one, we really don't think about it. We don't think about our actions lead to repercussions. We don't think about being, if we're 70 pounds overweight or 60 pounds overweight, we don't really think about what that does health-wise. Now, maybe on a grand scale, we're thinking, oh, gosh, I need to lose some weight because I know it's not good for me, but we really don't know Physi- physiologically and biochemically, because no one's really told us, that because you're, you know, for every pound, extra pound you carry, you have an additional uh, 10 miles of blood, ver- blood vessels to support that one pound. And so you every 10 pounds, you, you know, you've got 100 miles, additional miles of blood vessels that have got to be fed and tissues that have got to be supported So you can imagine how hard your heart has to work. You can imagine how the oxygen that you take in, a lot of that is having to go to support this adipose tissue, this fat tissue that really serves no purpose other than storing toxins and inflammatory chemicals. And no one really teaches us that. And unfortunately, because of that, we have a mentality that we can kind of do whatever we want to to our bodies and then, if we ever do get sick, we take a pill, we cover up the symptom, and we go about our, our lives. Um, thankfully, I think that's changing, and that's why there's a place for people like myself, who, um, you know, can write the books I do and, and talk to other doctors and, and teach them, and have a, uh, you know, fortunately have an audience out there of people who, who want to know about how to take care of themselves. We're learning that you can't cover up every symptom with a drug because while, because while there's a place for that, there's certainly a place for that, no doubt about it, I'm not anti-drug, but the mentality that you can cover up every symptom with a drug and that that is gonna lead to better health is just, it, it's wrong. It's a paradigm that for some reason we've kind of bought into, but it's a it's a false paradigm, it's an untrue paradigm It's a medical myth that by taking high blood pressure medication, you're going to be healthier. Um, Can you control your high blood pressure, which is, by the way, very dangerous. You've got to do something. Absolutely. However, what if I were to tell you that um, if you got the appropriate testing and and you did have low thyroid and you got on thyroid medication, more than likely your your high blood pressure would correct itself. Would you be interested in that? Absolutely, but you're not hearing that. Or what if I told you that by losing just 10 pounds, not 40 pounds. Well, I know you're 40 pounds overweight. I understand that. But just by losing 10 pounds, you could probably lower your blood pressure medication, possibly even come off of it, as my patients do in my weight loss program. I mean, my patients lose half a pound a day um, and, and 20 pounds in a month. But what I find is, even losing the first 10 pounds, most of them can do away with their diabetes medication and their blood pressure medication, just losing 10 pounds. Now, that changes your life when you realize that type 2 diabetes, what ends up um, killing those folks, um, to, be, to be blunt. I wish I could be more tactful. I'm sorry. But it's the cardiovascular disease. It's, it's not the diabetes it's the, all the things that come from the diabetes that lead to cardiovascular disease, congestive heart, uh, degenerative heart disease, and arteriosclerosis, sclerosis and high blood pressure and, and these other things, all the damage that's being, the inflammation that's being done to the cells and the blood vessels because of this insulin issue. Um, but what if I could tell you that by just correcting your thyroid or just losing your weight and changing your metabolism, that you could come off of that. Is that not priceless? I mean, it is. It's absolutely priceless. Sign me up. I don't care what it costs, what i got to do. I want to do that rather than staying on type 2 uh, diabetes medications like metformin or Genova or insulin uh, replacement therapy or whatever it is. If there's a way that I don't have to take that I actually can correct the problem, I want to do it. If I've got high blood pressure and I'm taking a calcium channel blocker um, that is like verapamil, which increases the risk of heart attack and stroke by 500%, do I really want to do that or do I want to lose 10 pounds? You want to lose 2 pounds. I know it. But no one's really educating folks about this. So that's really my passion and mission. I know we're supposed to be talking about thyroid, but it all weaves together. And, and you, you know, I, I encourage you... To go to my website treatingandbeating.com, there's a tremendous amount of free information. There's information in my books, information in past webinars. Um, join me on treatingandbeating/facebook.com. Uh, uh, there's a lot of information there on my face uh, fan page on Facebook. Um, treating and beating um, fa- uh, back, uh, forward slash Facebook. You can you know you can go on there and join the fan page. So there's all kind of ways that you can get this information. I'm happy to share it with you. Um, for those of you who would like to go another step forward, and you're really ready to get healthy, because, you know, I, again, I'm not anti-drug, but if your body's broken down and you're sick with fibromyalgia or chronic syndrome, syndrome, hypothyroidism that no one's um, treating correctly, no drug is going to correct that. If, if if you've got all these symptoms and you're taking all these drugs, you you, you know you you realize that traditional medicine is not going to correct the problem. Now, again, it can cover up the symptoms, and there's a time and there's a place for that. Thank goodness we we have it. But if you're broken down, you you can't be healthier with a drug. Drugs don't make us healthier. The only way to get healthier is to get healthier, and and that's what I do with my patients. If that's something that interests you, then I'd encourage you to call the clinic and set up a phone consult or inpatient uh, consult either way. And um, and let's get you well because that's that's what it's all about. It's not about um, you know. It's the analogy of uh, that, that I hear all the time. Um, you know, kind of you just wake up one day and you and you and you, and you wonder how did I get so sick? And part of it is is we're, we're 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 great rationalizers. We rationalize the fact that we've gained a little extra weight because we're too busy to exercise. We rationalize that we can't eat healthy because we can't afford it or whatever it is. And I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on anybody that's listening to this telecom, So I'm really not. I mean, because we're all guilty of that. I, I, I'm, you know, I make juicy rationalizations every day too about things. Um, but what happens is, is it's like the, po- uh, the frog in the, in the boiling water. Now, if you take a frog and you throw him in a pot of boiling water, he'll jump out immediately as quick as he can to get out of that water. He knows this is not good. But you take that same frog and you put him in room temperature water and you just, you know, every once in a while just turn the heat up just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And eventually the the frog is boiled to death. He dies because he just, you know, he just accepts the fact that, oh, yeah, it's a little warmer. Oh, yeah, it's getting it's getting a little, I think it's getting a little warmer. It's okay, though. I, no, that's, I don't. And it's kind of what we do year after year after year. You know, I just, I don't, I don't. Really feel as good as, as, as I used to. I don't have as much energy. I'm not exercising much. I'm not eating as well. You know, I've got a little bit of this stomach issue. I got a little reflux. Um, I'm not sleeping very good. You know, I can't get out and um, play tennis or golf like I used to. And and we just settle year after year after year for mediocrity or worse. We settle for for um, you know a life that's just not what it should be. And that's no way to live. I mean, that's not living. Um, well, anyway, i got to get off my soapbox, get back to my family, and you do too. Thank you for joining me this evening. I, I, I hope you've gotten some some nuggets about your thyroid. And, you know, one of the big big things is getting the appropriate testing, and a good bit of that information is on my website. Certainly feel free to call the clinic with any questions, 205-879-2383. And uh, 205-879-2383 or go to the website, treatingandbeating.com, and and we're happy to set up a consult and help you any way we can. Um, God bless and good night.